Hello, and welcome back to the West Side Stories podcast. We've been on a bit of a hiatus the last couple months, but we're back and ready to keep talking about the many great things happening in West Des Moines. I'm your host, Allison Olestad, and today on the podcast, I'm joined by two new staff members of the Parks and Recreation Department. Marnie Strait and Shane Ratcliffe, along with Department Director Sally Orkies, discuss their new roles in the department, their job to-do lists, and what excites them about their new positions. They also divulge lots of information about the Jamie Heard Amphitheater and the Mid-American Energy Company Recplex, which are both currently being built in West Des Moines. So sit back, listen, and enjoy this episode titled, New Faces, New Places. Welcome to Shane and Marty, and welcome back again, Sally. Um, we are recording this month's podcast after a couple months of a little hiatus just to uh, get things all organized because we have lots of changes in this department, and that brings us actually to this episode. We have two new faces in our department that have joined us since November, and um Marnie and Shane are the new faces, and they're going to be in charge of some new places that we are building in our city. So welcome to you both. Hello. Hi there. <laughs> uh, let's just start by um, getting who you guys are. Um, I have to say I've very much enjoyed having them in our department so far, so I'm excited for our listeners to get to know you. Uh, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Uh, I'm Marnie Strait. I am the new Arts, Culture, and Enrichment Coordinator, so I'm going to be working with Allison on Arts, Culture, and Enrichment Programming. Um, uh, one exciting facet of that is the new Jamie Heard Amphitheater, which will be opening later in 2020. Uh, we expect to have our grand opening event at Illumafest in September on yeah. the 19th, I believe. Yeah, absolutely. And Marnie, uh, tell us a couple places you've worked before, because I think they're very interesting. Sure. Um, I have worked at uh, Des Moines Performing Arts, the Civic Center, and uh, the Des Moines Social Club. I've had a couple ten years there, most recently as their education director when they first moved into the firehouse. And most recently, I was a video producer at Screenscape Studios, uh, which meant I was producing uh, local, regional commercials and corporate video and all sorts of anything you could record with a camera. <laughs> and uh, what's your education background? I went to Drake University, okay. I graduated with a theater major, and before that I went to Theodore Roosevelt High School in Des Moines. Awesome. Okay, so... But Marty isn't just overly dramatic. No. Sometimes, I try not. <laughs> sometimes I think of, you know, theater majors as maybe being dramatic people. It's the musical theater majors. I, oh. I, I was an acting major. We're reserved. Ah, see? I learned something today. <laughs> and then, um, oh, and you, uh, you currently live in Des Moines. I do. With your husband and son. Currently. My husband and my baby son. Yeah. yeah he's awesome. seven and a half months Cool. Shane, how about you? Where'd you come from? Uh, I'm Shane Ratcliffe. I'm here to be the general manager of the new Replex, which will be opening up here on January 1st of 2021. Um, I came here from Minnesota. I have a strong background in ice facilities and multiple use facilities. Most recently, I was in uh, the city of Lakeville, Minnesota, and managing the Lakeville Arenas. That was uh, three sheets of ice over two buildings, and we would we would also have multi-use spaces, uh, dry floor events, conventions, indoor turf, things like that. Okay, and 
Uh, where were you like born and raised and went to school? I uh, grew up in Mankato, Minnesota. Okay. Went to school in Mankato State. Had a degree in recreation, parks, and leisure services. Okay. And how's Iowa so far? So far, good. Yeah. Yeah. My wife and two kids. We live out in Milwaukee, and so far, everyone's liking it. So it's good. It's been a good time so far. Good. And, and the winter is milder, I hear. It is definitely milder, yes. Yeah. Yes, and I'm actually enjoying that. <laughs> Welcome to the South. Thank you. <laughs> um, I haven't noticed, he, you have a little bit of the Minnesota accent, but I haven't, like, it hasn't been, like, overly noticeable. I think it's only when you say Minnesota. Yeah, that's when I hear it. Yeah, otherwise, I don't, I don't hear it that much. Yeah. I've been told the same thing. <laughs> Not too bad. Now, did you play hockey? I did play hockey. Okay. Yeah. At just college. I mean, just high school. Okay. Moving up, yeah, just grew up. Okay. Right and then got into the rink, started working at the rink right out of high school. Okay. And then look at me now. Yeah, look at yeah. you now. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's great to have you both here. Uh, Shane, you started in November, middle of November. Middle of November, and Marnie started December 31st. Yes. I remember that because it was like the very end yeah. of the year. <laughs> um, so, both of you have been in a little bit. Any initial thoughts or things or, that you've noticed that are different from what you expected or pleasantly surprised? You won't offend us. It's been interesting for me coming from uh, essentially the advertising industry. Yeah. Uh, it uh, just seems a lot more relaxed here. Yeah. And um, that was just a high stress, uh, short deadline kind of industry. Sure. And so this has been very nice. And uh, one thing that uh, pleasantly surprises me is just everyone seems pretty happy to be at work. Yeah. And uh, that's a great sign starting out. Yeah, absolutely. I would agree. Everyone's very hard workers. I mean, you're here, right? Right, early 8 a.m. every day, all the way till 5 o'clock, no, no cutting out early. It's uh, it's good to see. I mean, it's yeah. especially in, in the city government world, it's really good to see. Right. I think it's because we love what we do. Right. I would agree. I mean, it makes it easy to happy. come to work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and we're at a time in our department and city of just continual growth, so there's always something to work on, um, which is a great problem to have. <laughs> and so speaking of that, I know we've mentioned before in previous podcasts um, about the amphitheater and how it ties into the Five Waters projects, and it's one of the Five Waters. Um, I think since the last time we talked, I don't know if we have that much new, but we've obviously hired a new staff person. Um, Sally, will you remind us of the background of how the amphitheater concept even started? Sure. Well, maybe since the last time we mentioned it in a, one of our podcasts, um, it does have a name okay. now, and that is the Jamie Hurd Amphitheater. And so the amphitheater is about 70% privately funded, and part of that private funding did come from Richard Hurd and the Hurd family, okay. and it was in honor of... Um, his Richard and Linda's daughter Jamie who mm -hmm. passed away so we were very um, fortunate to have that family step up and mm -hmm. say they wanted to do something to honor Jamie and her memory mm -hmm. um, the amphitheater is also partially funded by Microsoft and um, we received a very nice donation from them um, $870,000 mm -hmm. Uh, back a couple years ago, okay. and so that also kind of got the the project going. Was this kind of just the the brainchild of just brainstorming one day and saying what could we have, or has it been planned to always be there? Or 
who kind of was like, let's have an amphitheater? Well, actually, it's one of those projects that Mayor Steve Gare brought to us. Okay. Uh, he was very much interested in having a public space that people could gather in that was kind of centrally located in, in the community. And he saw the hillside here on the city campus and yeah. thought it would be a perfect place for an amphitheater. Um, we agreed yeah. and so quickly kind of got down to work um, getting conceptual plans put together and then when the private funding started coming in it just made it a reality fairly quickly. Uh -huh. And I'd say along with that, obviously, you planned ahead and thought of the staffing needs that were going to come with it. Um, so uh, my previous position was uh, the recreation coordinator, and I dealt with a lot of youth sports and started doing some arts programming, working with the public art program as a recreation coordinator. With the amphitheater, obviously, um, been very blessed to have the opportunity to be promoted to the uh, arts, culture, and enrichment supervisor, which then allowed, which was a brand new position, um, which honestly, I don't think very many cities have one, let alone two staff devoted just to arts and culture and enrichment. Um, so then that allowed um, my previous position as recreation coordinator to be backfilled, and that's how Marty came in as the arts culture and enrichment coordinator. Um, so I think that's a source of pride for our department and for our city that we value the arts so much that we've even devoted staff to it. Because it's one thing to build some place and then it's another to actually think about how it's going to be used and that we really want to make it used um, and not just a building that is pretty. So. Uh, yeah, I really appreciate um, your foresight and all that and how the city and the mayor and council and everybody's just been okay with that and I I, I know people are noticing so um, right. I, I think people are going wow you're you're doing great things for the arts in West Des Moines mm -hmm. so and it's also going to allow us to keep up with the expansion of our public art program too yes, absolutely. because that was only growing and um, in fact, there is a artwork that's being planned right now for the amphitheater, right? Yes, there Marty? is. Yes, um, we are in uh, the uh, maybe middle, mid-early planning stages. Uh, we're commissioning a piece of art to go in or around the amphitheater, and we just went through a request for qualifications process that artists could submit to, and we're down to three finalists as of right now. Mm -hmm. We'll be interviewing them next month, and uh, they're all very talented, so it's going to be a tough decision, but I'm excited to see who we end up working with and see what they come up with uh, to yeah. put with the amphitheater. I think that there's a lot of, it's it's very open-ended, so I think mm -hmm. there's a lot of possibility. So mm -hmm. I'm excited to see where, where they go with it. Yeah. We might have to have some artwork at the rec plaque, Shane. Ooh. Or for me. Yeah. yeah. That'd be very cool. Oh, you're going to have plenty of blank walls, right? Lots of, lots of space. <laughs> yeah. Lots of space. Um, and one thing that people might not realize about the public art program and when these pieces are commissioned, uh, part of the funding for this commission came from a Bravo grant um, that we received to put a piece of artwork there. Um, it's not just us as staff deciding who the artist is and what art is going to be put together. We have selection committees or work groups, as we call them, that always involve um, 
uh, one or two of the public art commissioners, citizens, and we try to involve at least one city staff person that's not in our department or not typically involved in the art process on those so that actually the three of us, Sally, Marnie, and I really don't have a vote. So it really is up to the, the work group what they want to see um, happen and it's really a collaborative thing on their part. And um, I think that's one of the fun things of working with this public art is you get to meet a whole lot of people in the community and realize that people have such passion for this and are very excited about the things happening um, in our community with that. So obviously that project, I don't. We have an artist from Kentucky. One from Kentucky, one from California, and one from New York. They're all flying in to interview. Yeah. So and we got we got submissions from all over the country, mm -hmm. which was really cool. Yep. Even some local ones, which is very cool too. So mm -hmm. thirty six submissions yeah. for this project. Yeah, it's going to be great, and that will be hopefully up by June of twenty twenty one. Is what we are hoping to have that piece in, and of course we'll probably have some event. Uh, so keep your eyes and ears out for that event. Speaking of events, what are we thinking we're going to do with the amphitheater? I mean, I know Marnie and I have tons of thoughts, but what, what, Sally, what, what was the initial thought of it being built of how it would be used? Well, it's been thought of as a real um, community-based facility or venue. Uh, you know, we have other amphitheaters in town, which mm -hmm. are great, and they are serving, you know, this awesome purpose of having these hosting maybe some larger events, um, you know, like the... Lauritsen Amphitheater in Des Moines Waterworks Park. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, you know, larger festivals, um, larger acts. Ours is, is really meant to be um, more about the community and what our community wants and keeping, you know, those events a little bit smaller. Mm -hmm. We're located in, right in the middle of a neighborhood, so we always have to keep that in mind. But we love the idea of people just being able to walk here and, mm -hmm. you know, come for a nice, summer evening and sit on the lawn and, you know, bring a craft beer or a can of wine and may not allow not glass bottles <laughs> <laughs> and just, you know, enjoy themselves yeah. um, outdoors. One thing we talked about last week, too, is like the fact that with the pond and the way the amphitheater is built, we might be able to have some events where it they turn the other way and people can bring their own boats and be on the water and have, you know. I'd love to have a float-in event. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah. Yes. A movie. Not yeah. A float-in movie. Yeah. Wouldn't that be fun? I was fun? thinking Jaws. Titanic? Really yeah. Fun. <laughs> yeah, Titanic. <laughs> Scare the kids. I actually just looked up today. Jaws is PG. Okay. <laughs> oh, it seems so scary. I know. I, I saw it in the theater when it was first released. <laughs> Uh, so, <laughs> besides the programs that are going to be planned for it, and, and we're going to have fun planning those, mm -hmm. and um, obviously we're always open to ideas from you as the public if there's groups or things that you want to be brought. Obviously, we have some, we might have to say no to some things, for instance, <laughs> like, you know, you don't want to bring in like a huge heavy metal band that is going to make our neighborhood very unhappy. Um, but we want to hear your ideas as well. Um, not only programs, concerts, things that go on there, we are also going to be renting the facility. Yes, we will. And Marty, tell us a little bit about the work we're doing on that. So we're 
trying now to formulate our rental policies and rates. And one thing that's sort of unique with the amphitheater is it's going to be very versatile in terms mm -hmm. of the types of events that it can host, mm -hmm. which means that we need to be uh, very thoughtful in how we create our policies and rates because we want it to be accessible for someone to have, say, a graduation party or a wedding there. But at the same time, we don't want to be giving away the farm for if a large concert promoter wants to come in or you know something obviously that fits within the neighborhood and won't be too loud. But um, and just being mindful to so that all of these different types of events can have a successful time while staying you know safe and right. not leaving a mess. Right. So it's it's something I'm glad we're thinking of now. We may be taking a few rentals uh, later this fall, and then 2021 would be our first full rental season. So we'll have a little bit of a chance to yeah uh, test the exactly yeah. dip our toes in. Yeah, and just pay attention. I, of course, I think we'll have a website or web page devoted just to the amphitheater mm -hmm. and amphitheater programming and schedules. So and pay attention to our social media and all that too about when we will start accepting those reservations. Yes. Um, but that'll be here, uh, I'd say, within the next few months once we kind of get some fees and policies all nailed down and mm -hmm. the council has approved and we go with all of that. Because as much as Marnie and I would like to, we can't just be the sole decision makers no. on these things. So there is a process we have to follow and we will. Um, yeah, so that's the amphitheater. Uh, Sally, construction-wise, where are we at? I mean, it's, it's hard right now, but... Well, the winter has been mild enough that they actually have been able to do some work throughout the winter and have got footings poured, concrete footings. I believe the steel is supposed to maybe come next week. I think so. Nice. Um, for the, the structure. And they can start putting that up even in fairly cold conditions. Uh -huh. So, you know, if you're driving by the city campus or visiting here, just be on the lookout for things happening above ground. Everything's kind of been below ground here. <laughs> right, I think now. that's the hardest part of construction project is all of the uh, massive amounts of work that take place on things that just aren't visible to us. Mm -hmm. um, grading and electrical work and all that stuff. And speaking of that, Shane, with the Redflex, you are very familiar with all that type of work, but there's something actually like you can see now out there. So tell us where we're at with the Red Flex. Yeah, they're moving forward again. Like Sally said, luckily it's been a great winter so far, and and uh, the grading is is about 95% complete. Um, the foundation work is about 70% complete. The uh, the main arena and arena two, uh, the foundations are all poured. Arena two, the steel is up. It's almost fully enclosed. Cool. And then the main arena, we've got all the steel beams up as well as they're starting the roof structure. They're finishing up the uh, foundation work on the field house. They would say that the field house foundation is a little behind schedule, but the steel is right on schedule. So as long okay. as they stay ahead of the steel work, we're right on schedule. So okay. we're, uh, like I said, January 1 of 21 is where we're, we're looking at, but the, a lot of moving parts. You'll see a lot of construction here in the next, obviously, two to three months when they get those buildings fully enclosed, sure. and then it'll be a lot of internal work. Sure, one, uh, right. Mechanical, electrical, plumbing, um, a lot of big spaces, but kind of empty spaces. So okay. once they get them enclosed, it'll move really quickly. Okay. And to remind everyone, where is the Recplex located? So the Recplex is 6500 Grand Avenue. So that is on the west side of Interstate 35, west of DMAC West. <laughs> uh, 
right along there just south of the mall area and so it's you you can't miss it by the time it's a fully up you'll see it from the interstate so that you'll uh, okay. also be it'll be big and we should actually be calling it what it really is titled it was just the mid-american recplex sally where does mid-american come into it well the mid-american energy company really was the, one of the first donors to the project. Um, like the amphitheater, the RecPlex is also, um, you know, has significant private um, funding involved. And uh, MidAmerican donated $5 million to the project. So um, that was enough to get them naming rights. So it's the MidAmerican Energy Company RecPlex. Company has to go in there. Okay, I was just calling it Mid American Redflex, but company needs to go in there too. Okay. Yeah, that's their full name. Okay, cool. And and how did that start? Did they approach the city, or how did it even become a, a thought? Well, it was really the um, Des Moines youth hockey folks, along with soccer. Um, they really. Jo kind of joined forces and they saw a need for a new facility here in the Des Moines Metro and approached the city with that um, project idea. And, you know, it, it took a little while, but um, I think the city jumped on board um, fairly quickly. And then um, Tom Haddon, our city manager, did a great job going out with others to try to, you know, get that private funding piece in place. Mm -hmm. And I believe they're up to over 12 million now in um, donations great. towards the project. Including the five from the Yes. Market. Okay. Yep. And Shane, I, I'm not, I have sons that are in the basketball realm. Is there truly, do you think there really is a market with the youth hockey and soccer that really are going to need this this facility? Yeah, I mean, after doing the research, talking to all the different parties, we're in, in such a great situation and, and such a great demographic here that this facility is gonna service both the immediate need for just practice and indoor space mm -hmm. and game space, but also as a, as a regional event center and a regional center for tournaments and for things like that, which is so much more than just the, the drop-in. And, mm -hmm. and, and kind of along with the amphitheater, we're unique as well in the fact that we, we're trying to balance that, right? So it's it's both the, the, the drop-in rentals, the immediate need for just soccer practices and just hockey mm -hmm. practices, but also the fact that, that it can be expanded with so much more. And so the facilities being design that the two the two and again let's back up it, it has two full sheets of ice okay it'll have an indoor 90,000 square foot turf space which is the size of a full soccer field okay it'll have four indoor uh, full-size basketball courts mm -hmm. there can also be eight volleyball courts depending sure. on which direction you yep. go it'll also have a, an indoor batting cage area where okay. we'll have four to six drop-down batting cages you can roll them up and it can just be a warm-up area for turf or just a play area okay um, we're also going to have an esports center which is going to start with for those that don't you know it's electronic gaming essentially so there are uh, computer systems and you play like uh, uh, Warcraft and, mm -hmm. and uh, League of Legends things like that um, Fortnite where there's competitions and so we'll have 40 dedicated computers in there as well to start out with along with 10 consoles like PS4 or okay. um, things like that that'll, wow. that'll start out from the beginning so and the building's designed so that the from the ice side of it one of the sheets will be in year-round one of the sheets will be seasonal 
so we'll take that out probably Memorial Day to Labor Day, something like that. We're okay. still working on that, but it's designed. We can host small concerts, conventions, um, you name it, it can be fit in there. So we have fixed seating for 1,600 people okay. in the main arena. Okay. Um, if we bring floor events, we can have 2,500 people in there for an event, for a concert, wow. whatnot, um, as well as the turf area and even the court area. We'll have mm. uh, floors that we can lay down over the turf so we can have conventions in the turf space as well as a protective floor over the uh, basketball. So we I mean, it's, cool. it's multi-purpose, and that's just on the indoors. Mm -hmm. On outdoor, we're going to have three artificial turf okay. lit fields as well. Um, we're going to have a concession stand that opens up to the outside. <laughs> we can have food trucks brought in, so we can have all sorts of turf tournaments that whether they're outside only, outside and inside, um, multiple use. Along with that, we also have 3,500 square feet of indoor uh, meeting room space that can oh, be great. broken up into small. So that could be, again, I mean, wedding receptions, the yeah. gathering company, corporate banquets, things like that. Um, it's going to have a great internet and Wi-Fi system in this building. So anything that you need, it's being planned for. I mean, the electronics in this alone, it's going to be top notch. So mm -hmm. it's really being built and in, in the town and the city administration have been fully supportive of everything that we're doing to make mm -hmm. sure that this facility is designed to not only service the local and the immediate need, but also mm -hmm. the, to generate the regional, right. the regional events that right. we want to bring to the area. Uh, as a physical education major, one area I'm really excited about is uh, you're going to build an adapted recreation area that, um, tell us about that. Correct. We're working with uh, the Courage League, and so they're going to be moving their uh, their programming out here. And there's a space dedicated right in the, the back to them. Um, they've got their own space, like 2,000 square feet, dedicated right to them. And then it can spill right out into one of the basketball courts, yeah. as well as another uh, open public area that mm -hmm. they can expand their roles to. So yeah, we've been working closely with them. They'll have their their own outside entrance, so it's easily accessible mm -hmm. for them, mm -hmm. and just a great space for them to continue to grow their program. Sure. Sally, uh, can I, as Joe Schmo, Schmo from West Des Moines, use this facility as well, or do I have to? Okay, not Joe Schmo. Um, I don't know. <laughs> you can laugh. I like Joe Schmo. <laughs> I think we're gonna start using that. All right, I'm Joe Schmo. Hi, I'm Joe uh, Schmo. <laughs> uh, can I just as a a, a resident also mm -hmm. use the space or do I have to be associated with one of these groups and come in only for those purposes? Well, I would say as long as you um, are able to, you know, talk Shane into letting you in the building, you could probably use it, right, Shane? It'll be open for everything. So like you talked about, we'll have we'll have programming scheduled times for some of our youth organizations, but there's also going to be drop-in uh, basketball time, okay. open turf time, batting cages almost any time. Same mm -hmm. as the esports, you can come and you can just bypass two hours, come and mm -hmm. play games for a little bit. Uh, we're going to be hosting birthday parties. Mm -hmm. I mean, any of those, you could do a multi-sport party or one of those those sports individually. Um, mm -hmm. We've been contracting with local uh, professionals that if you wanted to have a skating party, you could come and hire one of our skating instructors for that same hour. So if no one knows how to skate, you can come and do that, um, as well as we're going to be having internal programming. Uh, we'll have a, a new Learn to Skate program, uh, something this market really needs to help grow the ice skating world. But we're also working with our own you know, mm -hmm. Park and Rec staff to do programming as right. well out there um, for both drop-in as well as leagues. So yeah, you don't have to be a, one of the organizations. It'll be open to the public as okay. well. Um, I mean, again, we'll have a website, and you'll be able to find that contact us and mm -hmm. see all those 
those are opportunities on there. Great. So my answer to your question is yes. I can. Joe Smo can come in. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Joe Smo is welcome anytime. Um, uh, Shane, you're going to be doing all this yourself, right? <laughs> we will be hiring some additional staff um, later this summer. We'll, we have a, a few more or full-time positions that we'll be hiring to help out some operations assistants, some rec programmers, um, as well as just some operational um, assistants to help uh, you know um, monitor the building, sure. as well as dozens of part-time staff okay. uh, as we get closer. So you can mm -hmm. keep an eye on our website and the city's website, social media, that uh, later this summer for some full-time positions and then right around after Labor Day, we'll be pushing hard to, to fill I mean, 30 to 40 part-time staff wow. members that'll, that'll be in here to help run the facility. That's exciting. It is. Come they help make the yeah, everyday wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna need some help. <laughs> um, Sally, any, how are you feeling about all this? Because not only have we got these things coming, we've also, the boathouse is going to open here in a couple months out at Raccoon River Park. Like, how are you doing, Sally, with all the, the changes and, and progress? Some days, quite honestly, I'm a little overwhelmed. Yep. Um, but for the most part, I am super excited. Mm -hmm. I mean, not every parks and recreation director gets to do all of this yeah. in such a short amount of time. And <laughs> she emphasizes short. Short amount of time. I am very fortunate. <laughs> That's a good way to look at it. Um, Shane, would you be open to the public giving you ideas of some things that are possible? Are you still working with groups to fill the space, or? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, and, and you mean every time, every week, we get a new call of someone mm -hmm. that is just learning about it, and, and mm -hmm. I mean, as Sally said, it's been a long process, so a lot of people have been hearing about it for many years, but mm -hmm. to know now that it's actually coming to fruition, so mm -hmm. absolutely, reach out, and we'll try everything, you know, that we can out there, and that that that's, it includes the dry floor events. Anything, mm -hmm. any idea that you can think you can put in one of these spaces, dog shows, you name it, ditty shows, we can. Dog we shows, can, that's awesome. We can try it. We've got the space, and it's being designed for that. So we want okay. we want to be there for more than just the. I mean, the sports groups. This I'm ready is for a dog show. Yeah. Or anything. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely, reach out to us. Okay, and Marnie, I'm gonna pick on you a little bit, but at the social club, you had a circus performing class. Or I did, yes. And, and so, like, Shane can, like, a circus? Do you see a circus coming in? I think circus would be great. Yes. That would be awesome. Marty, do you want to perform in it? I do not. <laughs> I'm not a, a circus performance professional, but I know several of them. Okay. So, okay. you need the hookup. <laughs> and why didn't you ask me that question? Um, I just knew that you really, you really would excel too much at it. Yeah. Her, her rates are probably too high. <laughs> yeah, you're too expensive. <laughs> I would put every other circus performer to shame. <laughs> but I do anticipate, Sally, that you could do something at the amphitheater at some point. I mean, what do you well, want to do there? You know, I have so many performing arts talents. <laughs> Well, maybe we can start not. some classes and exactly. cultivate them. Listeners, yeah. I do not have yeah. performing arts talents. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, um, anything else that you guys want to add or that we forgot to touch on or any major thing that we are totally forgetting about our big projects? So again, opening of amphitheater. Amphitheater, late September for a grand opening. Mm -hmm. If all goes well with 
the, the construction. Okay. We might have a couple little trial events ahead of that, but look out for Illumifest September 19th. Okay. It's going to be the big opening. Okay. And Shane, January 1, 2021? January 1, 2021. Okay. We're on schedule. And renting both facilities before that, you can, will be open for rentals, correct? To call in and rent something. Yeah, let's time. probably look uh, early to midsummer for availability on the amphitheater. Okay. Yeah, and you mean contact us now, friend, we'll, and we'll get you on the list and we'll start plugging things in similar time frame. Middle okay. summer is when we'll really be buttoning down the times. Great. And once again, uh, I forgot to mention for the amphitheater, we will also be hiring some building attendants will. that will be uh, there for the events and stuff. So both are, will be hiring some positions. So keep your eyes and ears open for that. Um, we're always looking for great people to join our team. And speaking of, da da da. Thank you for the two new great faces in our department for being here. Um, we're really enjoying you guys and excited for many years in the future that we get to work together. So thanks for having us. Yeah. Thank you. It has been really enjoyable working with Marnie and Shane so far. Their expertise and insights have definitely added energy to our department. If you want to learn more about the Jamie Heard Amphitheater and the Mid-American Energy Company Recplex, be sure to visit wdm.iowa.gov. As always, we'd welcome any feedback or questions you have about what was discussed in this episode. And you can find more information about this episode's guests at wdm.iowa.gov backslash West Side Stories. Much thanks to Marnie, Shane, and Sally for being the featured guests this month. Remember that you can subscribe to West Side Stories on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. And would you please help spread the word about the podcast by mentioning it to your friends and family? I would greatly appreciate it. So until next month, we'll be sure to keep enjoying the everyday here in West Des Moines.